Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody as ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. We had basketball tonight at State Farm Arena, and it did not end in the Hawks' favor. They lose to the Miami Heat 110-86, to making it a 3-1 to series lead in favor of the Miami Heat. Next game is on Tuesday in Miami off of Biscayne Boulevard, and it doesn't look good for the Hawks. Now, we'll say that. It doesn't look good for the Hawks. However, series is not over. For all intents and purposes, it's not over. I mean, the Hawks still, look, as long as there's basketball to be played, there's still a chance. Is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. But is it likely? I don't think so. (laughs) I just don't think so. We're going to talk about that and all of that. What we saw tonight in the building. Shout out to the fans, though, man. The fans were on time. It was filled to capacity. And I would say... That there were more people there tonight than there were Friday night. Now, both games were sellouts, but, you know, sellout doesn't always mean, you know, it's to capacity. 
But, uh, yeah, the fans was in the building, man. Y'all was in there. Y'all was loud. Y'all was doing their thing. Uh, unfortunately, it was just, just kind of too much, you know, too much, uh, too much Miami heat. And the Hawks, they, uh, yeah, they didn't have a good showing tonight. They didn't have a good showing. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to have some fan feedback as well. And uh, we're going to talk about where they go from here, man. We're going to talk about where they go from here. But uh, first things first, we are presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. We are the official Hawks uh, podcast of the Minute Media Podcast Network. And we want to show appreciation and say thank you for allowing us to be part of your morning, afternoon, wherever you may be listening to us. So a big part of what we do is on the social media front. So make sure you are connected with us on all of our social media platforms. Of course, the main platform you use is Twitter. So follow us on Twitter at HawksBeat. Um, that's where we get a lot of our fan feedback from. I'm actually scrolling through my mentions right now. And, um, you know, I, I enjoy talking to the fans. I enjoy our conversations. Even if we don't agree, it's cool. You know, uh, I like the, I, li- I love the perspective. So make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast as well. I know typically <laughs> when the Hawks lose, our numbers go down a little bit, but it's all good, man. Y'all tune in. You know, it's not going to be that bad. I'm not going to I'm not going to. I'm not going to make it too bad. I'm not going to open up the wound too bad, but um, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Let's go ahead and get into it. <sighs> game four, game four. So um, the line on tonight's game was actually the Miami Heat were favored by one and a half, which was kind of surprising. Um, I thought Vegas would kind of swing it in the Hawks favor after game three uh, and the fact that Clint Capella was coming back, but. Hey, can't fool Vegas. Vegas knows. <laughs> Vegas be knowing. So before the game began, I had three storylines uh, just before the game. First one is the return of Clint Capella. Now, I'll tell you what. It was good to see Clint Capella back. He talked about after the game about how he was just excited to be back playing with the guys, although he's not 100%. He said the legs were a little heavy. And you could tell he was just a little rusty. You know what I mean? So, nevertheless, it, it was good seeing Clint Capella back. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. You know, I, I, it was obvious that, you know, he had been out for a while. But, hey, you needed him back and, and you got him back. But, unfortunately, the team didn't have a good showing. Number two, one of the storylines, I said, could this be a breakout game for Trey? Now, I write these things down before the game happens. So these are kind of the things that I'm looking for. Uh, there was going to be no Kyle Lowry tonight. And I figured, hey, maybe that may be an opportunity for Trey to get going, to get off. You know, uh, he hasn't really had a really good series. And uh, ex- aside from that fourth quarter he had last game, this has been a tough series. Like, it's been tough for the guy. And I think more than anything, you really just have to credit the Miami Heat. You have to credit Coach Bo and his staff for how they're coming at Trey. Because, man, as soon as he get on the court, he got somebody in his chest. So, um, definitely wasn't a breakout game for Trey. Um, he finished the game with, I think, nine points. I got to look at this, the, the game book, but I think he had nine points tonight, which is definitely 
not a Trey Young uh, game. Uh, the last story game, this last storyline that I have before the game, uh, I said no Kyle Lowry tonight, and how will that affect the Heat? Um, didn't affect him too much. <laughs> didn't. Uh, I, I thought that the guy who played in his stead, uh, Gabe Vincent, I thought Gabe had a pretty decent game. He was moving around a lot, you know, 11 points, 4 assists. He played 27 minutes. So, um, I thought he was, thought he was decent. I thought he, you know, he, he gave Trey, I don't want to say he gave Trey fits, but it, it, it's never really one person that shuts Trey down. Like, they, and this is the second game that I've seen it up close and personal. Like, I'm talking about in, like, live person action. You know, I'm, like, watching this, and I said it in game three, and I said it in game four, and I'm like, man, those guys are dogs. They, it's like Trey gets the ball, and if they're not running a double, he's like, man, they got four guys in a paint. So even if I do get past the guy, I got, you know, trees in the paint. And so what happens is he just settles for threes. Um, I don't think he forced a lot of shots. I'd say maybe about two or three shots that I can remember that are like kind of forced. But what happens is he just ends up taking a bunch of threes. He doesn't get the floater game going. He doesn't get the bigs involved with the alley-oops. And it jacks up his whole stilo of what he wants to do. He was 3 for 11 tonight. 3 for 11. And the crazy thing about those 11 shots, 10 of them were three-pointers. I mean, that's not even balanced, yo. Like, that's not even balanced. But, um, yeah, so those are the storylines I had going into the game. I thought that from the outset, they came out with better energy. I thought they came out with better energy tonight than they did the previous night. And unfortunately, they weren't able to bottle that for four quarters. Um, for the Hawks, DeAndre Hunter really had things going in that first quarter, man. I think that um, he really came out with good energy. He came out with a lot of confidence, uh, shooting the ball well. He was feeling good about himself. Um Four for four in the quarter, 11 points, leading everybody. And, you know, at the end of one, you know, you're feeling kind of good. You know, you're only up by one. But, you know, I, th I think all things considered, you're feeling good about your team because um, this Miami Heat team is really good. Like, I think we lose f sight of that. Like, this, this, this Miami Heat team is good. Like, they're the number one seed for a reason. Right. So uh, I, I, I try to keep that in perspective when I'm talking about the Hawks, like the Hawks ain't supposed to win. Like they're not supposed to be here. Like, yes, they probably could win this series, but I don't think it's likely. I don't think they're the better team. I think if people put money on this more, the odds are that the Miami Heat are the better team. You know, that's just what it is, you know? So I don't wanna I don't wanna bang the Hawks too bad like they're being let down on expectations. Because I don't I don't expect the Hawks to win this series. I don't. I expect them to get a game or two, you know. I don't expect them to win this series. Could they win this series? Absolutely. Could they win this series? Absolutely. Do I think it's possible? It's possible. 
But do I think it's likely? Nah. You guys see me say that all the time. Is it possible? Yes, it's possible. But I don't think it's likely. Second quarter is when all things go to hell. <laughs> to, to put it nicely. To put it nicely. That's when everything just went to hell. Second, uh, the second unit came in and they played good basketball. They played good basketball, man. Uh, that lineup of DeLon Wright, Bogey, Gallo, the Congo. So they started the second quarter with the lineup of DeLon, Bogey, Kev, Gallo, and Big O. That's like a full, you know, Kevin was starter, but, you know, that's pretty much the four plus Kev. I can dig it. You know, he, he sometimes he'll throw a tray in there. Sometimes he'll, try, he'll throw, um, he'll throw John in there, but. The four guys and a starter. Like, I can dig that lineup. And I wrote down on my notes. I said, this lineup is playing good. And not only are they playing good, they stretching the lead. While Trey is on the bench. And I'm like, okay, yeah, they doing it. Right? And so I'm thinking, like, okay, they're going to go to the halftime, you know, up by a couple or whatever. They were up six when Trey and the starters came back in at 625. They came back in at the 625 mark in the second quarter, Trey and the starters and the rest of the guys. And they immediately, the Miami Heat immediately went on like a 15-0 run. A 15-0 run. Now, here's the thing. So, folks want to bang Nate on not calling a timeout during a run. And if you if that's how you feel, like, that's cool. Like, I can dig it. Like, I'm not going to say, like, you're dumb for, for thinking that. Like, he probably should have called a timeout on the 15-0 run. I know most coaches typically don't. They want their players to kind of figure it out. But here's my thing. If you do call a timeout and you do kind of, you know, kind of recalibrate, you know, do you think that really is going to make the difference in the game? It could make a difference, right? You know, you can come in maybe draw some plays out of the timeout. I mean, that's a possibility. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, in your heart of hearts, you know that Miami is the better team. They're the better team. They're the better team. They're the better team defensively, and they're the better team offensively. They may not have the best player, but they're the better team. So they can call a timeout, but they was probably still going to lose the quarter. They probably wasn't going to lose the quarter 30 to 15, but they probably would have still lost the quarter probably 30 to 20. <laughs> That's just my take. You don't got to agree with me. That's just kind of how I see it. That's just kind of how I see it. So the bench was, was playing decent, you know, and it's funny because I'm looking at the timeline in the second half. I'm seeing folks uh, 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 calling for DeLon Wright. Get the lawn right back in the game. <laughs> My, how the tables have turned. <laughs> hey, and you know me, I'm VP of the Don, uh, DeLon Wright fan club. So I, I, I'm i always hearing from some DeLon Wright getting back in the game. So I can dig it. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, first half, it did not end well for the Hawks. 55 to 41. And now, you know, you're going in, you don't really feel good. You need a good third quarter. 
you know, this is the quarter trade. You usually place the whole quarter. You need a big quarter from the guy. And one thing you didn't get is a big third quarter from Trey Young. Um, and here's the thing. And, and I want to ask you this. And, and if you're on Twitter, feel free to at me. Feel free to at me. I want to ask you this question. Did you think that Trey was going to have a big quarter in the third quarter? Did you think that he was going to break out like in the third or the fourth quarter? Because I'm going to be honest with y'all. I didn't think that. I didn't think that because I think that Spo, his staff, and the Miami Heat have figured out Trey Young for this series. I think they have it figured out. And I don't think Trey has uh, have figured out a counter. I don't think Nate and his staff has figured out a, con- a counter. So if you want to say Nate's being outcoached, I'm going to give you that. I'll give you that. I'm not going to argue with you. If you think he wants to, if you think that Nate should be fired, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think he getting out coach. But Coach Spo to me is one of the better coaches in this league. Like I have him as a top tier coach. I got him as a top tier coach. I think he's out coaching Nate. I don't think Nate has and and I will say this in Nate's defense. Nate's trying everything he can do. I mean, he's he, he's taking Trey off the ball. He, they're, they're trying different things to try to get him going and get him free. But it's just not working. It's not working. <sighs> Second half was kind of a wash, man. Third quarter, nothing happens. Nothing happens. You don't get the big quarter from Trey. Um, Trey plays the whole quarter, goes one of three. And all three of those were, were uh, three-pointers. Three points, two assists, three turnovers. You can't have that from Trey. Furthermore, you didn't really get anything from the other guys. You didn't get anything from Bogey. You didn't get anything from Gallo. Nobody else had it in double figures. The high man for the quarter was Bogey with four. <laughs> that, that's not going to get it. That's not going to get it. Like, Trey and Bogey, like, you can't have both of them cats off. And both of them cast was off. Um, an interesting development is uh, after the game, um, Bogdan McDonovich did not play the fourth quarter. And, of course, after the game, reporters asked Nate, hey, what's up with Bogey? Is he hurt? And he danced around that thing like he was Michael Jackson. <laughs> he danced around that thing. He was like, well, we're going we're going." You know we're gonna um, check the guys out, and, and we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll see what what you know what's in store for next game. He danced around it, which makes me think this: Bogey's hurt, y'all. Like, why would you not play him in the fourth quarter unless he was hurt? So he was very tight-lipped about it. I think that Bogey had. I may have to. I may have to go back and rewatch it. I didn't see any spot where Bogey may have gotten hurt, but Nate was very secretive about that, which makes me think that he got hurt. I know Bogey is a tough guy. He's probably going to try to thug it out next game regardless. But um, after that third quarter, fourth quarter was just a wash. Kevin Knox came in and had a whole bunch of threes. <laughs> and that was it. I mean, that was it. So now you're going to Miami. And you got to save your season. One game at a time. 3-1 deficits have been made up before. Um, 
They have. And all, before you can win a 3-1 deficit, uh, before you can make up a 3-1 deficit, you got to come back and just win the next game on the board. That's what you got to do. Just win the next one. Don't worry about, you know, 3-1. Don't worry about none of that. Just win the next one. Try to bring this thing back home. You bring it back home. Try to get some of that home cooking. And then we're going to see. But for now, your only focus is if they're going to put you out, you better go down guns a freaking blazing. <laughs> do you hear me? Go out guns a blazing. That's the only thing I want to see. Don't be going out with the whimper. Guns a blazing. All right. Let's get into some fan feedback. Hear what you guys had to say about tonight's game. Again, if you're not, make sure you're following us on Twitter at uh, HulksBeat. And because uh, we're going we're gonna to be here all, all year round, man. So after the season is over, we're not done. We're still going to be pushing out, pushing out um, podcasts. So um, we're just going to be shifting. We're going to be shifting to off-season stuff. Gonna be looking at roster stuff, draft stuff, getting ready for the next season, man. You know, we never, uh, we here, we here. So uh, make sure you are 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 tuned in. So um, let's read some fan feedback here on the Twitters. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Very, very, very gloomy tonight. Very gloomy. <laughs> I usually asked, uh, "What are your thoughts on the game?" I asked, who was your MVP? And I don't think I asked a third question, but some of you guys just at me and uh, uh, had some stuff to say. So I'll see if I can get some of that in. Um, let's see. As far as player of the game, at 365, Rashad said, Hunter, he's been solid all series. Okay. Um B McCoy 20 sent me a gift of Harry the Hawk. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. That was funny as hell. <laughs> like, he sent me the gift of Harry the Hawk. Like, who was the Hawk's best player? Harry do be working hard, man. Harry's the hardest working man in Atlanta. Uh, shout out to Harry Hawk, man. Uh, at third bow said, Kevin Knox made four threes in a row. And that's how I'm going to remember this game. Hey, man, whatever you got to do to stay positive. And to keep your peace, you do that. <laughs> you do that, my guy. Uh, let's see. Uh, I-20's finest. She said, I'm sick of their boo-boo emoji. No way they should have been in a play-in situation. Ultimately having to play the number one seed. Inexcusable. So she's upset that the whole season. She's, on the, she's upset that they underachieved. Yeah, and I'm I'm here for it. I'm I'm with you, boo. I got you. I hear you. Uh, I'm DJ Yogi. Said this is by far the weirdest Hawks basketball team I've ever watched. You have nights where Nate rides long runs and still wins. The starters and bench played well to start. Long run happens. Starters come back. Then JC turns the ball over. It truly felt like it was over. Last one I'm going to read uh, from Still in CRJ1 Rogers Den says, from what I see, most Hawks fans put a premium on the coach. But when it comes from the actual player, the guys on the court, it's kind of whatever. And I just can't subscribe to that brand. 
So I just now laugh at them. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, did see some tweets about Nate and some tweets about, uh, you know, him calling a timeout and not playing bogey and like, okay, like I get it. I get it. You know, um, it's hard to have balance when you're looking for blame. Uh, no one's going to say, oh man, trade didn't play well. You know, that's probably a reason why we're not winning. <laughs> Nobody's going to say, oh, bogey didn't play well. It, it's typically always going to go to the coach and I get it. Like I get it. But uh, I'll just say this. I think there's culpability on every. I think everybody can eat some of this. I'm going to be honest with you. I think everybody can eat some of this. I think Nate can eat some of it. His assistants can eat some of it. Uh, all of the players can eat some of it because they're the ones out on the court. Surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> you know, they're the ones out on the court. So, you know, they got to eat some of it. But uh, there's plenty of blame to go around. There's plenty of blame to go around. I, I just don't think that the buck stops at Nate McMillan. So um, we're going to see, man. We're going to see up until Tuesday uh, until the Hawks play again in Miami. We'll see if they can extend the series and bring this thing back to Atlanta. So. That about does it here. Wrapping up tonight's show from the Hogsbeat Studios. Thank you guys for checking us out. As always, we appreciate the love. Make sure you swing by and subscribe to the pod and drop us a five-star rating. Let us know what you love or hate about the show. And as always, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love because that is all he is showing you. And O-B-E love. We out. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.